Hello, Rowlett residents and friends. Welcome to the Mayor's Spotlight. In this monthly podcast series, I dive into the inner workings of our local government, explore key initiatives, and introduce you to the remarkable individuals who contribute to the growth and well-being of Rowlett. With a special election nearing to fill the vacant seat of City Council Place 1, I figured it would be a great time to answer the question, what is the role of a council member in Rowlett? On today's show, we're getting firsthand experiences from Mayor Pro Tem Deb Schinder and Council Member Elisa Bowers. But before we start our interviews, let's take a moment to understand the structure of our city's government. Rowlett operates under the council city manager form of government, a model that emphasizes collaboration, accountability, and efficient decision making. Within this system, the city council serves as the legislative body setting policies, priorities, and passing budgets, while the city manager oversees day-to-day operations to ensure the efficient delivery of services to our residents. Unlike some municipalities, Rowlett does not have districts. Instead, our city council is elected at large, representing all residents within the city limits. Council members, including the mayor, uh, serve staggered three-year terms, and the mayor pro tem and deputy mayor pro tem are selected by council members each year, no later than the month of July. With background info out of the way, let's talk to our guests. Joining me today is mayor pro tem Deb Schinder and council member Elisa Bowers. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, mayor. So I wanted to ask, you know, a brand new council member, Elisa Bowers, and then one who has been here for a little bit longer, about just over a year, um, Deb Schinder. And so I wanted to get y'all's perspective on kind of how things are going as the role of a council member from these two different uh, points of view. So Elisa, it has been four months already uh, since you were elected to the city council. That's crazy. Four how can months. it have been four months? I know. Um, I have had a wonderful time. It has been a a brand new chapter in my life. This is something I never, ever thought that I would do, would be run for a political office. But uh, I have really enjoyed doing everything that we do as council. I've enjoyed uh, getting to know uh, other council members. And I I totally agree with you. It is a collaborative effort um, on six or seven seven people's uh points of view absolutely yeah this is truly a team effort what we do it's not one of us um that can take credit for anything we all work together um you know more often than not uh the newly elected members to council feel just a bit overwhelmed in their first six months i i know i did um i came into a pretty hectic environment um you know, staff turnover, Bayside, lawsuits, da 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 da. I mean, it was just pretty crazy. So for the first six months, it was, you know, is this normal? Is that normal? Am I crazy? Are they crazy? (laughs) It's just a lot of questions. So can you explain how you feel in your first, uh, you know, four months now? You know, how is it? Absolutely. It is overwhelming, but it is manageable. And I do want to emphasize to people that this is something that ordinary people do. I'm not different. I'm not special. Everybody in everyday life, this is this is what our government is about. Everyday citizens stepping up and working for their community. And yes, I, it, managing information is a big deal. Like I tried to do, do I do it in a notebook? Do I do it on the computer? How do I capture all of this, this information? and use that information to make good decisions. So my goal is to have two ears and one mouth for at least six months. 
just uh, kind of really listen and really understand what my role is because it's different. I did come from city government at, at a staff level, and so I've had some adjustments to make, but anybody would have adjustments to make. Coming from a, a, a business perspective, everybody has has uh, adjustments to make. I, I completely agree. I am by no means the same person I was when I first got elected, not even close. Um, all, all the knowledge gained now and the life experiences that have happened since then is pretty overwhelming when I think about all the things that have happened since then, but also uh, such an honor to be a part of all, all the progress that we've made. And there's still so much more to do, uh, which is why I ran for mayor and why I got on council. So Deb, can you explain from your perspective, you've been here about a year and four months now. Yes. So what is it like so far? And it now is, you're mayor pro tem. It has been a long 16 months. Mm -hmm. It's been fun. It's been frustrating. It's been exhausting. It's been exhilarating. It's been a challenge, and it's been rewarding. Um, you know, I think my biggest challenge here was adjusting my expectations. I had been on a council before, so I thought I knew what I was getting into. I didn't. I had no idea. This is a different place, a different time. Uh, society is different. People, people are the same, and yet they're different. And so adjusting to that and realizing that I had to start at the bottom with the learning curve all over again. That was a little bit of a, an eye-opener for me. But I've enjoyed it very much. Um, I, I like being a leader. It seems that throughout my life and almost everything that I get into, I end up being not necessarily taking on that, that role myself, but being thrust into that role maybe because nobody else wants to do it and I'm dumb enough to want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a great year. There have been so many changes in Rowlett. There have been so many changes since my husband and I moved here almost two decades ago. But there have been so many changes just in the past year mm -hmm. and just in the past few months, actually. Right. And change is hard. Change is hard for everyone, um, even when it's good change. So I think all of us together are learning to adapt to that change and to embrace that change and to try to direct that change in a way that it will be best for all the citizens. Right. I, I had a, a moment yesterday where I, I, I was in a meeting with the city manager and I asked myself, you know, or I asked him actually, do, do you know what it feels like to feel like accomplished? Like as in, ah, you're done. You've <laughs> done what you needed to do, you know? And he's like, yeah, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, if you right. really love this job and you really put all all the passion into it and all of that, I mean, it's really, there's not a dull moment. Right. Um, you know, you're not, there's always something that can be done. Well, um, and, and if, it, if there were a way for it to be done, for it to be finished, for your accomplishment to have been accomplished, then there would be no more challenge. It would, it would no, more, no longer be a fun job. You right. know, I, I look true. forward to the next challenge. I wish sometimes they wouldn't come quite so fast in right. a row. But <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. I mean, it, it is every week there's something new, right? It really is. Um, and so it's it's making the best of, of the day you have to do as much as you can and in, in, in as best of a way as possible. Absolutely. And as Elisa mm -hmm. said, listening, listening to the people, 
You know, that's what we're really here for. That's what it boils down to. Absolutely. Is we're here to represent the people of Rowlett. Yep. And that, that is the most rewarding part. When someone says to me, thank you for calling me back, nobody else has in the past. Even when I'm not able to wave that magic wand and give them everything that they want, they still appreciate that I listened and that I genuinely cared. And uh, if I can give people that, then I feel like I've accomplished something. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So can you give us a little background on you, Elisa, and why you got interested in, in running for office and, and becoming a council member? So I, I actually, my parents moved us here in 1972. I, I Started fourth grade in in Rockwall. I graduated from Rockwall High School in 1981, so that really dates me. Um, obviously, there has been a lot of change since 1981, but my parents continued to live here. So I I, I left uh, when I went to college, and I didn't move back until 2012. I, I did a lot of different things in my life and had a great time doing it, but in 2012, my parents... Uh, they just needed their oldest daughter to, to get back to Texas, and so that's <laughs> what I did. I, I was in Parks and Recreation. I worked for the Naval Air Station in Key West, and that's where wow. I kind of got into the whole parks and recreation and fitness and that kind of stuff. So I applied for a job here uh, at, with the city of Rowlett in the Parks Department, and uh, I just kind of worked my way up to, to – uh, I became the Neighborhood Life Coordinator. Um I really am a big believer in community, and uh, we can accomplish so much together. I, I think one of the things that I'm most proud about in my life, and you actually helped me with this, was uh, the Kids Kingdom Playground build. Oh yeah. So that was uh, that was an amazing experience, and I feel like uh, if if I ever get blue, or if I ever get down, or if I'm ever like what have I done with my life? Which I think everybody, everybody has those moments, yeah, absolutely. don't we? Well, yeah. I'm fortunate enough, and I, I feel like the, the city gave me the opportunity. I have, a, I have a place to go, and I can say, I did something. Mm-hmm. And I can hear the kids laughing and running around, and there is nothing quite as satisfying as that. So I do hope that uh, when I finish my term here as a city council member that I will be able to say, I'll be able to go somewhere, I'll be able to say, yes, I have accomplished something with my life. But always recognizing that uh, I am only part of a team. Uh, It's not me, it's the team. It's all of us putting our resources, our enthusiasm, our creativity together and uh, creating great spaces for our neighbors to thrive. Absolutely. I mean, it, it really is. We All of us on council bring a, a very unique perspective that it all comes together very well, you know, and we don't um, always agree on, on everything, but that's, you know, out of that comes a better decision where, you know, various perspectives are represented. Um, and so it is, it is really cool to see um, those unique perspectives. Everybody has an area of expertise um, or, or knowledge focus that someone else may not have. And so that, that's very valuable to the organization, to the city, um, when making decisions. So can you give us a little bit of your background and how you got interested in 
running for Rowlett's Well, council. I'm old. I graduated from high school before Elisa did, so this is going to be a long story. But <laughs> <laughs> like Elisa, I've been in municipal government from other perspectives and other roles. And in a way, it was inevitable that I would get into municipal government. My dad worked for the city of Dallas for 32 years. Uh, his two brothers worked for city of Dallas. Two of my mom's brothers worked for the city of Dallas. So we were a city family. I mean, I, I knew what that was about. But I never really, as a child, aspired to grow up and work for the city like my dad did. I was really planning to be either a best-selling author or an attorney or maybe both. Um, and then life happened and got in the way. And I got married, had a baby, got unmarried, um, had to do something to make money. I, I had been to paralegal school, so I worked for law firms for a little while, and then kind of stumbled into the position of city secretary for the city of Box Springs. Um, I applied for that on a whim, and to my surprise, out of 30-something candidates, I, I got accepted. So I worked there for a while, and then some of the um, people in Siegelville who I knew who were on the council because I'd lived there for a long time came and recruited me when their city secretary left to come to Siegelville. I went there. There was a lot of political turmoil and upheaval at that particular time. They were hiring and firing city managers and police chiefs and a lot going on. So short version, I ended up resigning as city secretary and running for city council. And that's how, I, that's how I first got involved in being an elected official. While I was on the city council, I told you this was going to be long, <laughs> I was appointed, uh, our councils served, our council members served as members of various commissions overseeing different departments in the city. And so I was appointed to the Public Safety Commission, got bitten by the law enforcement bug, went to the police academy while I was serving on the council. I um, completed that, resigned, or, well, not resigned, but elected not to run for re-election so that I could work as a police officer. I did that for nearly a decade. I uh, got into training and taught at North Central Texas Council of Governments Regional Police Academy and at Eastfield's Criminal Justice Training Program. And... Through that, became involved with the new emerging field of cybercrime. So I wrote several books about cybercrime and network security. Um, I had been a computer networking hobbyist for a long time. In fact, that's how Tom and I met. We met on the Internet because we were both into that back when nobody knew what the Internet was. <laughs> um, so I, when we moved to Rowlett in 2004... And I continued to do that and work with Microsoft and HP and Intel and, and some lesser-known software companies writing white papers and documentation and that kind of thing. And um, got to know some of the people here. Somehow I always seem to get to know the, the people who are the leaders in the city. And they asked me to serve on some boards, and I served on the uh, Charter Commission, the Bond Committee, uh, then the Board of Adjustment, and most recently on the Planning and Zoning Commission. Last, the last, the events, the world events and local issues over the last five years kind of brought home to me again 
how important government is in our lives. And I had said when I left council in Siegelville, I'll never do that again. <laughs> well, never say never because here I am, um, decided to run in, in 2021, campaigned for what seemed like about a year because I, I announced very early and was fortunate enough to be elected and to now for the past year and four months to serve with some of the best council members that I've ever known, including yourself. <laughs> and Thank you. <laughs> Likewise. And it, it's been a wild ride, and I've really enjoyed it. Thank you for that in-depth story. I know I, I, it truly, it provides a, a perspective into, you know, why you, why you became interested in running for Rowlett's city council. I mean, you have a pretty broad uh, and long history. Yes. Um, so since joining the council, this is, can either be the, an easy question or a hard question, depending on how much you've been able to do. Uh, but since joining the council, what has been the most rewarding part and what has been the most challenging part? You kind of went into, for Elisa, you went into uh, an awarding part, but that was before you were on council, right? You and I worked together on the Kids' Kingdom rebuild, and that was very rewarding. But on, I mean, for you, it's been four months. So, you know, the most rewarding part may be a little bit difficult to find because <laughs> you just got elected. You know what? Actually, I can't think of a time that hasn't been rewarding, honestly. Um, there absolutely have been challenges, mm -hmm. but just because it's a challenge doesn't mean that it's not rewarding. Um, and overcoming, um, I, again, for me, part of it is the, the information in managing that information and the details. So keeping track of the details is probably the most challenging part for me because I'm kind of a big picture person. Um, but the details are really important. You you have to get the little things right, and so that is that's probably the the, the most challenging part for me. Um, I agree with Deb. There have been people that I have not been able to uh, can I haven't been able to resolve their their problems to their 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 satisfaction or how they wanted them solved. Um, but they were still very nice to me. They uh, didn't yell at me. And even if they had yelled at me, I will survive that. So, um, I, you it know. Won't, it, yeah. It, believe me. Eventually they'll yell at me. It happens. <laughs> and and I, I'm not surprised because we have 60,000 people, 65,000 people. No one is ever going to be 100% happy with what I do. I hope that they just remember that I'm bringing the best of my experience to this job and uh, doing the best that I can. Again, we're just ordinary people who, uh, like you said, have so many different life experiences. And I hope, I hope people, when they get angry with me, remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, that, that's one of the early lessons I had to had to uh, learn was that as hard as I can try to be the best representative and think that I'm doing a fantastic job or really trying to, there, there will always be, you know, some of those who, who are still upset about things going on. And, and because either, well, they have a right to, or 
they don't understand what's happening in the background to, to address their concerns, right? And so, you know, it's, it's kind of having to acknowledge that you are going to have people who are going to be upset, and that is okay. Um, it really is. I, I mean, that's part of the job. It's, it's like I said, there's not adult moment. No. So if there, if there was, mm-hmm. <laughs> be, that may be an issue. That may be more of an issue, you know. <laughs> what are you not doing, right? So, so my most rewarding experience actually happened like last week or two weeks ago. Um, the Girl Scouts mm-hmm. came. The, actually, were they brownies? They, maybe they were brownies or Girl Scouts. Anyway, they, uh, I, when we were building Kids Kingdom, that Girl Scout troop, not the same girls, but a different troop but the same troop they had they had brought people who were uh doing who were working on the on the project like little paper clips and they had decorated them because they were excited about kids kingdom being rebuilt and so i still had a couple of the paper clips that they had decorated from five or six years ago uh to uh, share with them and tell them the story of the kingdom's kids kingdom rebuild and i hope that that the what i tried to get across to them was even as a brownie or a girl scout you are making a difference in your community because i've held on to this paperclip because i was so excited that y'all were excited about the playground so i i know i talk about that playground a lot but um it it really is just one of my best memories absolutely yeah i know that is that has got to be one of the most rewarding parts of this job is being able to inspire the youth. Um, as somebody who started, you know, kind of the interest started in the local government very, very young, um, it makes me so happy to see that there's interest in other young people and what we do and, and why we do the things we do. Um, so, I mean, again, uh, tomorrow I have a, a meeting with a, a nine-year-old who emailed me about a concern with traffic in his neighborhood. And so I'm going to meet with him and, and his parents and talk about, you know, what solutions there are. Um, but that to me is like, oh, I love it. It's, the, it's one of the most rewarding things is seeing someone so young take an interest in, in local government um, because I was there. Um, and now I'm here. Yes. So, Deb, can you can you answer what is what has been the most rewarding and most challenging part of the job so far? Well, I'm going to reverse those and talk about the most challenging first. <laughs> uh, and I think that has been walking that line in communicating with the citizens, trying to be transparent, while at the same time recognizing that we can't share every single thing that happens. Um, There are matters that just, it would harm the city, it would harm them if those things were made public. And it's really hard for me to not share those things because I, my tendency is to be honest, to be open, to be transparent. Anybody who's ever seen my Facebook page knows that I'm a very open person, that I like to share. So I think that's been a big challenge. Explaining to people how the perspective that you have on the council is different from the perspective you had before you were on the council when you were out there as a citizen, because that means your perspective is different from theirs. And People don't like to hear that. People want you to do what they think they would do if they were on the council, but they don't really know until they get on the council. So that's been a challenge for me. 
The most rewarding thing, there have been so many rewarding things. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, it's amazing to have this responsibility and this ability to to do the things that we as council members are charged with doing. We set policies that guide the city that, you know, even though we don't get involved in, in operational matters, the policies that we set, they determine how those operational matters will be carried out by the people who do implement them. Yep. We have the power of appointment. We choose who will be the city manager, who will run all those operational things. We choose the city secretary, who's the custodian of all the important documents in the city and runs our elections. Uh, we choose the city attorney, who has to keep us on the straight and narrow legally. And we choose the city judge, who presides over the municipal courts. That's an awesome responsibility. It's, it's really rewarding to, to feel like you have gotten the right people into those positions and to be able to trust those people. Um, we also have a fiduciary responsibility to the citizens. We set the budget. We determine how revenues will come in, uh, how much they'll pay in taxes. We determine how that money is going to be spent, what kind of amenities we'll provide to them in exchange for that. And that it's really rewarding when people, when you're able to get something in the budget like, like the animal shelter improvements. You know, I fought for that. And like you said, we don't do anything alone. It takes the whole council. But we do have our particular things that we push and that we, try, we advocate for and try to convince the rest of the council of. Absolutely. And it's really rewarding when you're able to do that and you're able to, to get something that so many of the citizens wanted so much. You know, we, we pass laws. We have that authority to actually create legislation that affects people's lives, impacts people's lives. And I think the biggest reward is to be able to look back and to say, you know, I really tried to do my best in each one of these areas. Mm -hmm. That's a great overview of the role of a council member really and the responsibility the weight of responsibility of this job i mean when you realize everything that this that a local government serves it's a huge weight of responsibility that you take on uh because if if you if you appreciate the the, the role of a council member uh and understand all that it, all that the influence you have um well, then you understand the impact that you have on, on everyday lives of, of the people in the city. And, and uh, you know, when it comes to, and I've said this before, uh, when it comes to everybody's daily lives, local government is in it. Yes. Uh, nearly every moment of it. Uh, water, sewer, uh, fire department, police department, library, parks, um, most of the roads, alleys, so much of yes. what a person wakes up to uh, and where they drive is because of local government. Um, and then when you realize that and you realize, oh, I, I'm in a position that has direct influence on this, the, the weight of responsibility really uh, is, is, can be a bit overwhelming, uh, especially yes. when there are initiatives that you have that, that you realize being in government, it takes a while to accomplish. Yes. Um, it, you know, when the animal shelter thing is... You know, some people think that we have the ability to just call the city manager, hey, fix the animal <laughs> shelter. Okay, let me get on that, and, and then it's done, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's, 
it does not work that way. That was also one of the early lessons that I had was um, you have to be relentless in your support and 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 being vocal about your initiative yes. um, in order to get it done because government naturally moves slow. Yes. Um, and so it's kind of trying to beat against that. Um, and so when you have something that's very important to you that you want to accomplish, yeah, you have to be a little relentless about it. Um, and you did a great job of that on the animal shelter, pushing that through um, and, and got the support of all the council members um, to do that. And, and in fact, when the decision came up, when it was like, okay, what do you want to do with the animal shelter? Everybody was like, yeah, duh, let's just <laughs> fix it. <laughs> it was like, what are we doing? It seemed like an easy answer. Yes. Right. But then the government parts takes effect yes. where now we have to get bids and yes. bids take a while. And if you can't get the right bids or the bids mm -hmm. are too higher than what you budgeted, that's an issue. There's things that the private sector doesn't have to even think about right. that we have to do uh, in order to be responsible and accountable to the taxpayer dollars. So that's one of the, I guess, lessons that I learned early on is that you can have an idea, but you better wait for about six months mm -hmm. to a year before it even actually happens. Right. If, if that. If you're lucky. If yes. that. That's fast. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, people people don't understand that until you really become mm -hmm. a council member, how long something takes to do. Yes. Um, animal Shelter is a great example of that. And people yes. wanted us to fix it right right away. Oh, and yes. It's like, oh, I, w I wish we had that kind of mm -hmm. power. I wish we did. But we don't. <laughs> Uh, and trying to come to terms to and that. And maybe it's good that we don't. Maybe it's good that we don't, right? But maybe coming to terms to that is, is you know, can be a a, a bit challenging. Oh, definitely. Because <laughs> you're like, but, 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 it should just be this easy. Yeah, why is it, why do we make it we so We all cool? voted to do this. Why isn't it done Right, yet? exactly. So what do you consider to be the most important function of a council member, Elisa? I think the most important function of a council member is to keep our eye on the future. It is very uh, humbling to me to know that decisions I make today are going to have repercussions for probably the next 50 to 100 years because we right now we're living with decisions that have been made 50 years ago when we were first incorporated. So that is a very humbling um, and thought-provoking you know what that is on my mind so much about what is the future going to look like what yes. is this decision how is it going to impact you know the future because when i got on council i felt like this is my perspective so don't don't take me out over it but when i got on council i felt like nobody prior to that was thinking about my generation or the generations after mine you know, it seemed like the decisions were so in the moment and not, you know, not thinking about long-term impacts. Um, and so to be left with that, carrying that, saying, okay, how do you make this situation turn into something good, you know, down the road? How can I influence this to turn it into something good for the future? I, you know, trying to do that, it's it's very difficult, but it's, it's something that I, I agree. It is one of the most important roles of a council member is to look to the future. The decisions we make today are no doubt going to impact the next generation. No oh, doubt yes. about it. Absolutely. So I think that that is, 
that 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 planning function that think trying to think of the long term and i i really believe that that it it takes the community to do that because right now i know i really need to listen to people who are in their 20s and 30s and 40s because they have had a different experience of life than i have i have i had a very traditional upbringing and we didn't have the internet thank god (laughs) Uh, no videos on my phone i mean goodness thank goodness um but but they have a different point of view and so i really need to uh, i feel like it's my responsibility to really go out and listen and solicit people um that are younger than i am to uh, help make these Mm -hmm. decisions absolutely um absolutely agree with that uh, for me, I, I tend to, uh, the, the people that I go to for advice are typically, you know, older than me, much older mm-hmm. than me. Uh, and, th- and that's where I get a lot of my advice from is people who are, you know, older, wiser, you know, um, as somebody who's 24, I don't need, you know, I don't necessarily have to go ask another 20 year old what they, th- yeah, I'm from, at least from that point yeah. of view. Um, yeah, absolutely. That, that weighs heavy on me all the time thinking about the future because again i i don't feel like people were thinking about that um before and i i what i want so much is that to carry the baton to somebody else and feel like they they're going to have it easier much easier than i had it uh coming on um so that that's that weighs heavy on me a, a lot um deb what was the original question? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is most the most important. yeah? What is the most important function of the role of the council member? It's hard to say that there's one most important. You know, all of the roles that I that I mentioned: fiduciary, uh, appointment power, legislative power, policy setting. They're all vital to the to the role of council. But I would say that probably the overarching most important characteristic at least of a council member is to do your homework you you know we get thrown so many issues on so many different topics and nobody can be an expert in all those things so you have to do the research those 500 page packets that we get you need to read that and not just read it but you know i i spend hours and hours looking up various things um thank goodness for the internet now (laughs) (laughs) and going out to actually view the places that are under discussion and talking to various people who are involved and who are impacted by our decisions uh for every one of those well almost every one of those items on the agenda every and that's that's something that i think citizens don't realize is involved just how much behind the scenes work is involved Mm -hmm. how much is involved uh with serving on subcommittees and liaisonships to boards and all of that is part of learning getting the facts gathering the facts doing your homework and you have to be committed to doing that because you can't just walk into a, a council meeting and open the packet and listen to what's said by the staff and by whatever citizens give their input and then vote on it and do a competent job. 
you have to know beforehand what the background is. And in some cases, you know, it's a field that you're familiar with and you already know a lot of the background. In other cases, you may not know anything at all about it. You know, public works, when I, that was something when I came into this, it was not not my area of expertise, you know. My I knew about police department. I knew about fire department. I knew about animal shelter. I did not know much at all about public works. Well, I have I have become quite conversant with roads and streets and sidewalks and all of that um, since I've been on the council. And I think it's very good to get outside of your comfort zone, mm-hmm. to get outside of your box. And, you know, at first when you put me on the um, – Rockwell County Infrastructure Planning Committee. I was like, I don't have any interest in that (laughs) stuff, but it's been a great learning experience. And so, you know, going back to what's most important, I think it's most important to be open to new experiences, open to learning new things, and committed to doing your homework. Absolutely. Like you said, it's not just about reading it's also about understanding yes. uh, what you're reading. And and if you ever reach a point where you just don't know, you either do the research yourself or you ask somebody who does know. Um, because all, the, the, the job that we have to do is make an informed decision. That's mm-hmm. most of our job is our making informed exactly. decisions. If you're not making an informed decision, what decision are you making, <laughs> right? Um, and and who's it for? Yes. Uh, but but absolutely, it's it's uh, not just reading; it's understanding. That's a lot of what our job yeah. is. So, um, when your service on the council is over, what is? Th- I ask I ask myself this question all the time. When your service on council is over, what is the one thing that you hope citizens of Rowlett will remember about you? Me first. Sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Well, she'd been going first. <laughs> I'm going to switch it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's switch it. Open to new things. Um, I think, gosh, there are a lot of things, but I think most of all, I hope that the citizens will remember me as a council member who stood up for what I believed in, who did not bow to political pressure, uh, but who, in doing so, tried to do it in a way that was kind and fair. Um, and that that's another hard line to walk. You know, when you're really passionate about something, it's easy to almost demonize the other side. I never, ever want to do that. I want to be somebody who will listen to everybody. We have such a diverse population. And I want to be somebody who will be remembered for for listening to and caring about all of our citizens, regardless of race or gender or orientation or um, partisan politics, because there's something to learn from everybody. Absolutely. And so that would be the number one thing. And I'd also like to be remembered. I'd like to have my name on those plaques for the new police department and the new animal shelter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are legacy-achieving <laughs> moments. They really sure. are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Elisa? I, if, I, if I'm remembered for anything, I don't even know that I need to be remembered for anything, but uh, if I am remembered for anything, I hope that it would be that I helped bring more people into understanding about what government is and that I helped inspire them to uh, contribute to their community in whatever whatever talent that they have, um, that would be that would be my hope. 
Absolutely. And you're right. It's, it's not about one of us. It, for me, it's more about what are people going to remember about the moment? Yes. Right. That moment in time. Uh, for me, I hope that it's a moment of progress, a great progress, um, where we're set up on a path towards long-term success, going back to thinking about the future. That's what I want more than mm -hmm. anything, is people to remember the moment of progress, you know, not being afraid to kick down walls and <laughs> shake things up and, yes. and, and shake up the status yes. quo. Absolutely. Uh, so that's yes. a lot of the current moment is, is doing that, taking, taking away the status quo that wasn't working for this city, maybe worked for this city without a 30,000 population, yes. but certainly doesn't anymore. And I'm not afraid to do that. I'm not afraid, yes. and none of us are afraid. To I kick. want to be the council that had the courage to make the changes that the city had needed for a while, but that right. hadn't happened. Absolutely, yes. absolutely, that's correct. The council that had the courage. And that's, that's what I want people to remember the moment yes. by, um, is a council that had courage to, to make the difficult decisions that, that others didn't want to make. So I'm, I'm so proud of this council, um, all of the progress that we've made in just a, shoot, a, a short yes. few months. It's, it's wild. It is. Um, it's like I've been begging to have all these changes happen. You know, six <laughs> years ago, I was wanting all of this to happen. And finally... Um, it's happening. You know, you can see the progress. Other people may not see it right now, but boy, will they. They will. Uh, it's just a matter of time. And I'm so excited to be a part of this group and with this city manager and this staff and these council members. Uh, it's such um, a rewarding time to be mayor. And I'm sure it is for y'all as council members. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, all right. So it's closing now. Thank you so much. <laughs> I, I appreciate y'all's time in doing this. And I hope that the people learned something about what, you know, kind of a glimpse into what it's like being a council member. I know this isn't going to, you know, provide you with exactly what it's like because you have to be in our shoes <laughs> to do that. Right. But with that said, if you do want to be in our shoes, um, if you're interested in serving on the city council, the application period is open until September 6th. And to request a candidate guide to learn more about the process and requirements, you can visit rallet.com. And early voting runs from October 23rd through November 3rd. And election day is Tuesday, November 7th. And before we sign off, is there anything else that you want to share with our listeners? I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened and I thank you for allowing me to serve as your council member, and I will try to do my very best to live up to your expectations and live up to that honor. I, I couldn't agree more. I'm, I'm very grateful for this opportunity to serve, and uh, if anybody has any questions, give me a call. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Deb and Elisa, for your time today and for serving on the city council. Uh, it's an honor to work with you, um, both of you, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what we can accomplish going forward. Um, and thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Mayor Spotlight. And if you have any questions or would like to suggest a topic, send us an email at podcast at Have a great day, Rowlett.